Hi everybody, Lisa Keaton with Revelation Wellness. We are not revving the word today. Actually, I received some feedback from some people saying, hey, could we just do some further just teachings and discussions speaking towards this kind of holistic thing, what we're talking about, uh, the body being involved and being part of it. Um, and I thought that's a great idea because it's true that the there's no difference to me. I kind of think it's funny when I say it's a fitness ministry. Well, it's not like fitness as in I do my fitness here and I do my Jesus here. I do my whatever. It's the fitness to me. I think the gospel is a holistic gospel. <laughs> so fitness is very much part of the training up and the discipling of our hearts towards what God's calling us into in this amazing follow after him adventure that we are all on. Jesus says that the commandments, the greatest commandments are love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Those, that, is, that is the highest call in our life. That is the command. The, not, uh, the com command sounds like such a, you know, such a tyrant thing to say. It means let me beckon you to this. Let me call you into this because you're all looking to be called into something. Let me call you into the highest call. Love me with all of who you are, with all your heart, which is your emotions, all your, your uh, mind, your thoughts, your thinking, your reasoning, your wisdom, your soul, which is the, really your affections, the appetites, the desires that you have for life, the dreams, passions. You know, the soul's a, a stormy place because we all have a lot of affections and desires. And then our strength, our body, that actual physical part. So it's, it's all part of it. If the gospel, if, it, if I didn't have a body, the gospel wouldn't have effect on the earth. <laughs> Jesus came with a body to walk, to show us, to posture himself, uh, what kindness looks like, what courage looks like, and it had flesh. And I love that he took on the weakness of us in flesh because that would be very much part of our journey is to address this flesh thing as well. The flesh is not bad apart from Christ. It is destructive. Empowered by the Holy Spirit and the presence of God, it's powerful. And that's what I'm interested in seeing you walk towards and grow in and disciple your heart in becoming this holistic being in Christ. So some of you, like weight loss is your, is your thing, you know, weight loss that you've battled the body beauty, losing weight, gaining weight, you know, really, I think if you're alive and breathing on the earth today, you see the emphasis that we put on what is seen, especially in the Western culture, on what we can see, what we can touch, what we can taste, pleasures of senses, sight, see, smell, touch, all those things become king. <laughs> uh, and our media is set up to drive us towards those pleasures and passions based on what we see. So the body gets all kinds of wrecked in that process and, and tossed around. God's calling it back to himself to, for wholeness, for completion, and for the, the completion of the call that he has on the earth today. And that's his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants to do something on earth today. And so our bodies get to be a part of that. But I think of really for us, it comes down to if you are deciding to have this conversation about your whole life, all of it, God, you get my heart, my mind, your soul, you can have it all. You can have it all, Lord. Well, why would you do that unless you had trust and a faith in God that 
it would be worth it. That, that's something. You putting a trust. All right, God, you get to have it all. Why would you do that? Because you must trust him. And why do you trust him? Because there's, well, for one, your eternity is set in your heart. You're connecting to the lover, the love that has called you by name. So it's a love because you love him, because he's delivered good news to you saying, hey, you cannot save yourself. I love you. I'm not ashamed of you. All this, the messages of the world that have weighed you down, I want to come and free you from that. That's the gospel message. And even Jesus himself, when he gives us the Beatitudes, he says, hey, you're blessed. Blessed are the poor in spirit. What? Yes. You're happy, well to be pleased, are you, when you know you don't have it. When you're mourning, you're actually blessed. When you're when you are seeking and hungering for me, for righteousness, for wholeness, you're blessed. You're going to see it. It's going to happen. But it's all this mourning and thirst and hunger and, and poverty of spirit. You go, yes, yes, you're blessed. You're blessed. And that's good news. Amen. So we connect to the good news and then we're going to trust. Okay, God, you said this was going to be good. So I trust you, but the problem is we stop trusting when it gets hard, right? The word trust means to have confidence, be confident, to be bold, and to be secure. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So let's play this out. You wake up on a Monday morning and you step on the scale. I'm going to use fitness and physical body metaphors, but I think they can, they can translate to everything. You, you, you checked your bank account. You went out and your car <laughs> was, was not working. Whatever it is, right? Something, my own understanding. I, I stepped on the scale and I see a number that is appalling. Now, I, that is real, right? That's real. 145 pounds is 145 pounds. That's a, that's a reality statement. But there's a truth that's higher than what is real. There's my understanding would say, oh my gosh, from what I understand here, what I see, what I can see is that I'm 10 pounds heavier than I was two months ago. So what I can do is begin to run calculations of how I can cut back 500 calories a day, then I'll lose a pound a week. And if I exercise, if I start that 21 day plan, then I can, I can start to use my own reasoning, my own understanding of fitness, of wholeness, of whatever the circumstance is. I've got, I've got a grid in my mind that I will start to understand and hang on to instead of trusting the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean that any of that is still wrong. I think the Lord might say, yeah, let's balance your bank account. <laughs> it's not to neglect it, but we won't panic over it. You're going to take to trust God is to give him the highest place of honor in your life. That all things come under his authority. That you submit your life, your leadership, your reasoning to his reasoning because he is high and lifted, seated. He has a perspective that's better than our own. So we can trust him rather than our own. We can't believe in what we see, friends. You cannot believe what you see. If you want to start getting unwell, start putting trust in what you see. <laughs> if you want to get well, 
start perceiving the kingdom. Perceive that God is near. The kingdom is near. The kingdom is near this hopeless situation. The kingdom is near this weight gain. The kingdom is near this message that I'm receiving that I'm not valuable, I'm not worthy, I'm not safe, that I'm not confident, that I'm not secure. Whatever that is, the kingdom is near and I perceive it, that God is showing me something higher. I trust him. If we are having a hard time loving people, it's not because, it's not a love issue. It's a trust issue with God. If we have a hard time loving people, because remember the highest call is love God. Love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then love others as you love yourself. It's funny how he doesn't say love others with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. He just says, just love me with all of that. Then as you come into healthy alignment with yourself, you'll be able to love others. So if I'm not loving others, it doesn't have to do with the fact that I'm not love. It's not a love issue with people. I actually don't trust God because if I trust him, I will love him. And if I love him, I will trust him. It kind of, it's this love and trust dance that I do with him all day long. If, I, if I'm having a hard time trusting God, it's probably, I just need to sit in his presence more and let him love me. And then in that, I'll stir up my affections of loving him more. Then I can love people. If I'm having a hard time loving God, I will recount the ways that he's been faithful and trustworthy to me. That I can trust him. I'll remember his word. I'll go, his word is truth. Truth is connected to why I can trust God. He's not going to fail me. He's not going to change his mind on what he has spoken. So that is trustworthy and true. And because he's trustworthy and true, I love this God. And so I can love people. And I can love myself well. So I ask God, God, what is it? Why do we not trust you? What is it with us? And I'm sure you can ask him, and I'm sure he'll speak to you and tell you why and give you lots of reasons. But this is what he said to me. Lisa, people don't trust me because they don't see their faith through. They don't see it all the way through. They start out loving me. They start out trusting me. They start out with faith. But when it gets difficult, when the trials come, when the testing comes, they leave. They choose. They go back to their understanding. They go back to the thing that feels right or comfortable. And sometimes they can even say, that's God. That God's loving me this way instead of remembering what God had said. What's the true high call? What does God ask me? Love me first and foremost in all. And then you'll be able to love others and love yourself well. But if we don't see it through... So let me give you this analogy. My son, Jack, he's now 15 when he's five years old. Uh, we took him to Disneyland. And, um, you know, the pleasure of taking your son to your, your child to Disneyland, watching him ride the rides. And he was really interested in the roller coaster, but he was scared out of his mind of the roller coaster, but really interested. And so we kind of, as any good parent, you coach them towards it. And we stood in line. I remember him watching. He was, I don't know, I wasn't sure if he was going to make it or not. He, I, I, you, know, you don't want to traumatize your child, but I also wanted him to to experience. It's going to be okay. And so finally I kneeled down and I got eye to eye with Jack and I looked him in the eye and I said, Jack, I want you to, not, I want you to pay attention to something. I want you to look at something. And his big chubby cheeks and saucer eyes, I had an arm around him and I said, I want you to see that little boy in the red hat. He's getting on with his father. Do you see him? We watched him. He said, you know, he just shook his head. 
the little boy and his father get in and then next thing you know they come and they and they pull that big harness that big you know metal bar over their head and and click 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 it down i said now they're locking him in that's a security i said that's a seat belt it's like his seat belt nothing is going to happen to him as long as that stays on he'll be safe and secure and see they're checking it to make sure and now watch jack they're going to take off they're going to go i said in a few minutes he'll be back he's coming back so off they take they take off and sends them on their way and then of course you know you hear the the screaming and the rickety sounds and all the 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 shrills and the thrills and the whooshing and the wind and the clacking and the it's noisy it's messy and a few moments later wait and sure enough they return and there's the boy in the red hat with his father and they're laughing and they're cuggling you know just just high-fiving each other and having this big smiles on their faces i said look jack Everybody that got on, got off. Everybody, not one is missing, and they're all smiling. I felt like that was a picture from the Lord saying, that's how I feel about all my children and the call to faith and the call to trust me and to come on this adventure with me. Everybody that gets on and stays on, keep your seatbelt on. Ephesians 6 calls it the belt of truth. Keep your truth belt on. Remember what God said. I'm good, I'm trustworthy, I'm faithful. I will complete this work in you. He who calls you is faithful. Remember to focus on what is seen, not what is unseen. What's seen is temporal, but what is unseen is eternal. This momentary weight is small compared to the passing glory or the, the increasing glory that we have in God. All the words, all the things are trustworthy. I keep that on and I stay on the ride. Nobody on a roller coaster gets off halfway through because it feels terrible or it's ter or they can't take it. They stay on, the belt is on, they see it through and the adventure happens. This is what it is a call for us. See it all the way through, friends. Run it all the way through. When the weight doesn't move, when the circumstances don't seem to be changing, we're gonna be highly tempted to go and fix it ourselves instead of trust in the Lord with all my heart. The heart is everything in, in, in the Hebrew. When we use it in the Hebrew and in the Greek, it's the seed of everything, the heart. Trust in Him with all of that. Don't lean on your understanding. Don't lean on your own resources. Don't do what you would normally do when things get hard. Press in. Study Jesus when He's in His in his roller coaster time in the wilderness, being tempted, he just continued to keep his eyes fixed on God and what God had said to him, the Father had said to him, what the Word says to him, even though the enemy tried to convince him to jump off the coaster, to abandon ship, to just believe in the lies of having a lesser than a inheritance. You know, the, the enemy tempts him and says, you can have all this, everything that you see. Notice that the enemy can only tempt, only give Jesus what he sees. And Jesus is thinking to himself, well, I've seen all this and more. I know the greater. And so he could count back about the inheritance that he has in the Father. Don't get off the ride. Stay on and see it through. And it will build your trust from glory to glory, from circumstance to circumstance, and we all will become people who know the trust and the goodness of God. Even when it seems like, God, you're late. What's taking you so long? Stay the course. He who started a work is faithful to complete it. 
trust him, have confidence, be bold, be secure, be free. God is not going to love you any more for weighing any less, nor will he love you less for weighing any more. It's not about the weight. It's not about the food. It's not about the fitness. It's not about the money. It's not about the friends. It's not about the house. It's not about the job. It's not, you know what I mean? I can list off everything that the world says it's about. It's really not. It's something higher and it's loving and trusting God so you can love people. Proud of you guys. You're doing really good, hard, and holy work. Keep your eyes. God, I just pray you would just continue to conform every heart here into Christ-likeness, that they would have joy in the adventure, even when it's hard, they would enjoy the ride. God, give us joy, give us joy, the joy of the Lord that is our strength. We ask for more joy, God, more of you in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls, and in our strength. We celebrate our weaknesses because it's there that your power rests on us. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.